Hey, I've got three things on my heart this morning and uh, that I I know are about the Spirit of God. I'm so glad that you're here. And so let me jump right into the first one. The, The children of Israel were in sin against God, and the Babylonians came with their army, and they took them over. And they took the best and the brightest out of uh, the nation of Israel and took them captive into Babylon. And it's an amazing story. And when they got there, here's what God told them. He said, I want you to build houses. I want you to get married. I want you to plant gardens. I want you to have some kids. I want you to raise your kids. I want you to give your kids in marriage because you're going to be here a while. And the actual amount of time was 70 years. Then he said this, He said, I want you to pray for the peace and the prosperity of the city that you live in. Pray for the peace and the prosperity of the community that you've been put in, that you're living in. Because here's what he said. He said, if they have peace and prosperity, you will have peace and prosperity. So here's what I want to encourage you in this morning. Listen, I know that we're from different communities And I want you to think about the community that you're from, the community you live in. And I want you to stop talking negatively about your community. Now, I'm talking about me, okay, because I've been guilty of it. Years ago, I had a janitorial business and cleaned buildings and cleaned carpet and did all that while while I pastored here. Then one time, I was at a lady's home cleaning carpet, and she was one of those customers that, you know, was wanting to talk to me, and so we were visiting, and and, uh, as I was cleaning the carpet, I was complaining about Plainview while, while I was cleaning her carpet. And she stopped me, and she said, hey, why don't you move? And I said, well, I don't want to move. She said, well, then why don't you shut up? <laughs> Amen? Now, Vicki grew up, and her dad was in the Air Force, and she was in the military growing up, and she's lived all over the world. And when they would move to a different location, and they would move into a different house, her dad would work on the yard. He might put in a pond. He might put in a little rock garden, but he immediately went to work to improve the house, improve the yard. And in some of those places, they might not be there 24 months. They might not be there two or three years. And, but he would immediately go to work on it. He didn't move into the house and think, I'm not doing anything. I'm not touching anything. I don't care because we're going to move on. He did not have that heart. And listen to this day, he's 92 years old, and his house, his yard is amazing. Now, he's, he doesn't work in his yard anymore. He's not able to. But he has a pond, and he has goldfish. And listen, he's not even a believer in Christ. He's not even a believer, but he always wanted what he had to look nice. So the Holy Spirit stirred in me, and I want to stir it in you. Listen, as we move into 2023, pray for the peace and the prosperity of the community that you live in. It doesn't matter, Tulia, Nazareth, Childress, wherever you are, but that you pray for the peace and the prosperity of your community and that we're not guilty. And I've been guilty that we're not guilty of complaining about maybe how dry it is or about this or about that. But instead, we're praying and we're speaking God's grace over our communities. And then here's the promise. The promise is as you pray for the peace and prosperity of your community, you and your family will experience the peace and the prosperity of God. Here's the second thing. Listen, if you don't remember anything else this morning, write that down and take it home with you and begin to do it. Here's the second thing. I want to 
thank you, and, and I want you to be encouraged from your giving because of what God is doing in Ground Zero and what God is doing in Power Kids. Listen, in Power Kids this last week, we had 81 students and leaders, and we can have anywhere from 81 to 120. It, just, it can vary from week to week, but we run a huge group of kids. Uh, we had one of our basketball goals, sadly, vandalized, and so we were able to order a new one, uh, just the top part, Bernie and Lou and Newt uh, and maybe some others built those permanent goals and had them installed and we're so grateful for those goals. We've had them since 2018. And so the top, they're plexiglass, one of them was vandalized and so we were able to order a new one. The new one is $500 and so we were able to order a new one. And so the city said they would help us install it. Thank God for favor with the city, amen? And so I wasn't trying to do it. My, my uh, mechanical skills are pretty limited. Uh, seriously, you know, you know, one of the guys from the city said, yeah, pastor, we didn't want to come by here and you'd be on the top of a ladder trying to change that goal. And then we have to come see you in the hospital. And so I didn't know whether to be offended or to be, or to be thankful, you know. And so they were changing it. And then one of the men there said this to me. He said, I do not know how y'all do what you do every single week. I don't know how you do it. Talking about power kids in ground zero. And I said, we do it by God's grace. We have an incredible group of volunteers and we have faithful giving people who make it happen every single week. Listen, from kindergarten, really pre-K through 12th grade, we reach anywhere from 150 to 200 children and teenagers a week, and we reach them with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the criticisms early on in our youth and children's ministry was, well, y'all don't do anything but play games. You know, if we had a game room, we'd have kids. If we had a pool table, we'd have kids. And they criticized us and said, well, y'all aren't giving them anything that matters. And that is not true. It's never been true. Kurt preached last Wednesday night right here on this platform. He shared a verse with us, the adults, that he's preaching on Wednesday night to the teenagers. Listen, they get a full spiritual meal on Wednesday night, both in Power Kids and both in Ground Zero. And what we've been doing in Power Kids for several years is we picked out 12 verses out of the Bible, both Old and New Testament, that we think are valuable. And the whole, the whole Bible is valuable, but we wanted them to be able to know 12 verses. So when they went through Power Kids and they come here to Ground Zero, they know 12 verses that we think are important. Then we want to make sure they know Jesus Christ is their Savior. Uh, we, it's so important that those kids don't come through Ground Zero and not find Jesus Christ as their Savior. And we make sure every single week to talk to kids, we talk to them as a group and we do it. Then after we do the verses, after we do, do make sure they know Christ, we do those basic Bible stories. Listen, I grew up in the Baptist church, and I went to Sunday school, and I learned about Daniel in the lion's den, and I learned about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I learned uh, about Cain and Abel, and I learned about Noah's ark, and I learned all those stories. And kids today, lots and lots of kids are not in church, and they don't hear those stories. Listen, if they're in church, I'm praying they're hearing them, but we make sure that we teach those stories to the kids that are in uh, Power Kids. So then when they leave Power Kids, and they come down here to Ground Zero, they know Jesus is 
their Savior. They know 12 verses. They've heard those stories out of the Bible. They're familiar with those old stories that we learned and heard as kids, and they're ready to take the next step in their spiritual life in ground zero. Then in the midst of that, we eat frozen pickle juice. We eat chicken nuggets. We eat frozen yogurt. We have Gatorade. We run and play. We fight. We get mad. Uh, We do all the things that kids do. Amen? I talked to a mother this last week, and uh, I was picking up one of my granddaughters, and she uh, goes to Head Start, and one of the teachers in her room, uh, anytime I see a parent, I always say, thank you, thank you for letting your child come to Power Kids. We're so grateful that you would allow us to influence your child, and she said this to me. She said, oh, he loves it. That's all he thinks about is Power Kids. He can't wait to get to Power Kids. He has to have his Power Kids shirt. Listen, that ministers to me, and I want it to minister to you. And I want you to be encouraged. Listen, thankful for your, I'm thankful for your giving. I'm thankful for your prayers. Listen, we've been reaching kids in this community for years and years and years. 99% of our volunteers in Ground Zero, in Power Kids, and in our church grew up in the ministry of Power Kids in Ground Zero. And listen, it wouldn't happen without you. It wouldn't happen without you. I couldn't have Kurt get online and order a $500 basketball goal. And I thought at first, I thought, Sean, I'd go down and get some plexiglass and tape, put, put over the holes. You know what I'm saying? And, and tape over the holes. But the holes were too big. I could, it was ruined. And so uh, we got online and we ordered a, ordered a brand new one. And we were able to do it because of you. And, and I mean, I'm praying for the kids that did it. Uh, you know, I pray protection over our property. And, you know, that God's hand and grace is on that. But we have a new goal up. And kids came Wednesday night and played basketball. And, while, and after they played basketball, they heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me. We're reaching this community. We're reaching the kids and teenagers. Now, there's a bunch that don't come. Listen, my prayer is every youth group in this town is full. My prayer is every church in this town is full. And that, think about it. I was thinking about it the other day. If every church in this town was full and there wasn't room for another single person, there'd probably still be 3,500 people in this town that don't go to church. There's 7,000 people in this county. So, you know, somebody's saying about not, not having enough people. My prayer is that every church in this town is full. Every youth ministry is full. And that God's hand is on what we're doing. Amen. And so I want to encourage you. Now, before I go to the third thing that I have on my heart, can we just stop and pray for our communities? And you just join me and agree with me in prayer right now. Father God, I want to thank you for what you're doing in our cities. God, we pray for the communities that we live in right now. God, I live here in Tulia. I know people live in this surrounding area. And Father God, we lift up our community. And God, we pray for peace and we pray for prosperity. Father, would you bless our our communities? Would you bless our land? Would you bless our businesses, our farms and ranches? Father, we need rain. We need snow. We need it desperately. And Father, we pray for moisture on our lands, moisture on our farms and our ranches. Father, that you bless our businesses. You bless our churches. You bless our schools, God. You bless our law enforcement. God, we pray for the peace and the prosperity of our communities, God. And I thank you as we do that, that we experience peace 
and prosperity and that your hand is on us. I'm thankful that your hand is on Power Kids. Your hand is on Ground Zero. Father God, I thank you every single Wednesday night. We'd have 100 boys and girls in Power Kids. We'd have 100 teenagers in Ground Zero. And they wouldn't leave our ministries without knowing Jesus Christ as their Savior. Father, I'm so thankful for this church. I'm so thankful for the people in this church who love and who give and who serve. Father, I thank you for the promise. Greg mentioned it this morning in the offering. Father God, as we water other people's children, God, you water ours. Lord, as we give our time and our talent and our treasure to reach other people's kids, God, you reach our kids. You reach our grandkids. And, Lord, we live in peace and prosperity. In Jesus' name, everybody said? All right, now let me give you the third thing. Let me see how I'm doing on time. Man, I'm doing good. (laughs) Praise God. All right. Last week, what did we talk about? We talked about how God spoke to us for this year, and he told us in 2023 with God, all things are possible. That, that is mentioned twice in the New Testament. Gabriel said it to Mary before Jesus was born. And then Jesus told the disciples in an encounter that he had with the rich young ruler. And he said, with God, all things are possible. And I just want to remind you this morning, what does it mean to be with God? Well, the very first thing it means is that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, that is the very first thing you've got to take care of. Now, I believe probably 95% of you in here know Christ as your Savior. But if you're in here and you're not sure that you do, all you have to do is invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, and the Bible says that you will be saved. So that's the very first thing. But then once you do that, then God said after that, then there's nothing in your life that's going to be impossible. Nothing in your life will be impossible because you're with God. And we talked about some simple things. What's it mean to be with God? Well, God stirred in my heart that it just simply means to walk in his direction. Okay, you got up and you came to church this morning. You know what you're doing being here? You're walking in God's direction. You came to the house of God on Sunday morning because you need something from God. And when you decided to do that, you are walking in God's direction. The second thing we talked about was to take time to read your Bible. Okay, the Bible is a living book given to you by God. It is a, it's a love letter. It's all kinds of different things. Take a few minutes every day and read your Bible. Get on the YouVersion Bible app. Read the Word of God. And when you do, you know what happens? You're walking in God's direction. And I, and I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it again this morning. You don't have to read your Bible all day, but you ought to read it every day. Amen? I brush my teeth every day. Now, if I brushed my teeth all day, pretty soon I wouldn't have any teeth. Amen? They'd, right? I mean, I'd ruin my teeth if I brushed them all day, but I brush them every day. It's the same way with the Word of God. If you'd spend two, three, four, five minutes reading the Bible every single day, you know what you do when you do that? You're walking in God's direction. The third thing is to pray. Okay, and I've already asked you this morning, pray for your community. Pray for the peace and prosperity of your city. Okay, pray for your loved ones. If you're married, pray for your mate. Pray for your children. Pray for your grandchildren. Listen, again, you don't have to pray all day, okay, but you just pray a little bit every day. Pray the blessing and grace of God on your family and on your children. And I know that many of you do that, but start doing it if you don't. Then here's what happens. When you pray, you know what you're doing? You're walking in God's direction. 
Then we went last week and saw Chuck Pierce at Trinity Fellowship, and he talked about how the Hebrew year this year is 5783. 5783. Now, why does that matter? Well, because the Hebrew calendar is different than our calendar, and this year ends in three. And every letter in the, in, in the Hebrew numbers has a correspond every number has a corresponding letter. See, our alphabet and numbers don't do that. But when you have the Hebrew number three, we found out it has a corresponding letter that goes along with it. And the Hebrew letter, and the, way, the way you say that letter is gimel, gimel. And the, when you look it up, you can look up the letter gimel, the Hebrew letter gimel, and if you kind of look at it, the Hebrews recognized that it looks like a man walking. It looks like a man walking. And then what they said was this, where is that man walking? He's walking in God's direction. Now, don't miss this. The Holy Spirit spoke that to us almost the first Sunday of the year. Then we traveled to Amarillo, and God speaks it to us again. Listen, you know, when I, I'd get in trouble at home if my mother had to repeat herself. My dad especially, right? Not mom, right? You know, mom would whip me with a fly swatter, and you had to cry and act like it hurt. Now, it stung. I'm not saying it didn't sting. But compared to dad, it was child's play, right? I mean, my mama could whip me from my heel to my earlobe. And I'd cry, you know, oh, my God, that's horrible. But when dad whipped you, Lord Jesus, right? So, so I mean, we, we, would, we would cry so, so we wouldn't get in trouble with dad, right? All right, now listen to me. God is saying two times, two times to us, hey, I want you to walk in my direction in 2023. And that's what the letter Gimel means. Then we found out it also means or represents a camel. Okay, that letter represents a camel. Now, I love this. We talked about it last week. One of the things about a camel is a camel, when they drink water, they drink deeply and they drink a lot at one time. And a camel can drink enough water at one time to not need a drink for a week. And so like a camel fills up on water, they load it up with their backpacks, and, you know, they start their caravan and their journey through the desert, and that camel will be fine on day one. He'll be fine on day two. He'll be fine on day three and day four and day five. And when they get to day six or seven, he's got to have another drink. But in between those drinks, it's dry, it's hot, the wind blows, uh, things can be bad, things can be good, but he's refreshed on the inside. Listen, you and I are the very same way. God wants you and I to drink deeply from him. Get you When you come in this place on Sunday, get a big old drink. I mean, come in here thirsty. Come in here with your bucket. Hey, God, I need something. God, fill me up. God, I need refreshed. God, I need a drink from you this morning. God, I turn on my expector. God, I release my faith. God, I need to plug into what you're doing. Amen? And you drink. Then what happens? Then you go out. The next day, you read your Bible, you pray. The next day, you read your Bible and you pray. You know you're walking in God's direction, and then the wind is going to blow. The sand is going to blow. It's going to be hot. It's going to be dry. There's going to be storms. Everybody's going to have storms, but you're okay because you're refreshed on the inside. We're not immune from storms. We're not immune from heartache. We're not immune from hurt. Those things are going to come. 
but you drink deeply. Now, I want to remind you of the verses that I read to you. <clears throat> Jesus has an encounter with a woman at the well. And I want to read to you, starting, let me start with, uh, I want to start with verse 13. Jesus answered and said to her, he's talking to a woman at the well, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, talking about natural water. But whoever drinks of the water I shall give him will never thirst but the water I shall give him will be in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Oh, don't miss this. This is so good. Listen, when you heard the gospel and you said yes to Jesus, you took a drink of God, and that drink was deposited on the inside of you. Your spirit, man, was spiritually dead, and you went from death to life. Listen, Christianity is not about making bad people good. No. It's about making dead people alive. See, when I didn't know Christ, I was dead. You were dead. Oh, sure, you're walking and talking. Yeah, but you're dead on the inside spiritually. And when you said yes to Jesus, you went from death to life. And Jesus said that you took a drink of him and inside of you is a well. Listen to it. Let me just read it to you one more time. A fountain of water springing up into everlasting life almost like an artesian well, or if you were to find a place on the ground where clean, clear, fresh, cold water is bubbling up out of the ground, like a natural spring. Listen to me. You have that on the inside of you. Right now, this morning, if you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, Jesus identified himself as what? Living water. Living water. Now, we all know we need natural water, but you also need living water. Let me read you Ephesians 3, excuse me, Ephesians 5, 25. He said, husbands, love your wife just as or even as Christ loves the church, and then Jesus gave himself for the church. Listen to it. Jesus wants to sanctify the church, cleanse the church with the washing of water by the word. Now, listen, when I talk about the church, you know who he's talking about? You. You. From Dennis to Dennis. That's good, isn't it? From Dennis to Dennis. Y'all are the church. When the Bible talks about the church, he's talking about us. And it says that when you read God's word, it washes you. It's living water. It refreshes you. It strengthens you. It renews you. It sanctifies you. You know what the word sanctify means? To be made holy. You know what holy means? To be set apart. Listen, when you made Jesus your Savior, God took you out of the world and placed you in the kingdom. You've been set apart for a holy purpose. And every one of us have been given supernatural gifts. And you know what you're supposed to do with those gifts? Serve others. You know, I'm so thankful for the Birkenfell family. They're so gifted and they're so talented. And it's, wasn't worship this morning incredible? I mean, they do such a good job. Don't you think we ought to give them a clap right here? Come on. Come on. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> they're embarrassed. They're like, oh my gosh, don't do that. No, thank God. Okay, here's the thing. Why are you talking about them, Pastor? Because they're gifted and talented, and they use their gifts to serve us. You were served this morning. 
It's so easy to worship with good music. And they took their gifts and their talents and they served us. Listen, every time you feed on God's word, you're being washed, cleansed, refreshed, renewed. And then you know what you do? You take your gift, your ability, your life, and you reach out to somebody else and you serve others. And all the while I'm doing that, you know what I'm doing? I'm walking in God's direction. I'm like that letter Gimel. Number three, amen? I'm walking in God's direction. Man, I'm in the house of God. I'm taking a few minutes to read the book. I'm taking a few minutes to talk to the author. Man, I'm talking to God like he's a good friend because he is. And I'm praying over my mate. And I'm praying over my kids. And I'm praying over my grandkids. I'm praying over my domain. Listen, anything under your authority, you need to be praying over. Anything under your, listen, I pray for our school system here every day. On Wednesday, we meet as a staff and we pray for the school. Why? It's under our domain. Then we include the surrounding schools and communities in this area. Why? They're under our domain. And you know what we're doing? We're just walking in God's direction. And you know what's going to happen? It's January and we'll turn around twice and we'll be putting the Christmas tree up. Amen, and, it, and it'll be, is that good or bad? Amen, right? Some of you need to get the tree down, right? Don't you love going by those houses in July and they still have their lights up, right? There's some country songs about that, isn't there? I mean, you know, okay, the year's gonna go by just like that. And so you just walk with God, you walk in his direction and you do it every single day. Would you stand up please and let me pray for you? Father God, I'm so grateful for this incredible church, this incredible body of believers. Father, I'm so, Lord, I don't know what people do without church. Lord, I don't know. I'm always encouraged. I'm always refreshed when I'm in this place. And Father, I want your grace to be on every person here this morning. I declare your grace, your, your peace, your prosperity over them. Father, everything I want for me and mine God, I want for them. Father, it's so good to be a part of a family. It's so good to have a spiritual brothers and sisters. Father, I'm so grateful for what you've done in our lives and what you're doing in our lives and our church. And that, God, we're making a difference in this community and our friends' and neighbors' lives. Father God, I'm so grateful. Lord, as we go from this place, we go in peace and we go in the grace of God. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said. Amen. Hey, I love you. Y'all go and be blessed. I'll see you next time.